0: On a mission, to explore the far reaches of cinema, three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cynonaut!
1: Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And welcome to another episode of Cynonauts Exploring the Criterion. We uh, took a week off after the Amazing Spider Man 2 discussion um, that Boom and I had because Catcher uh, was driving across his homeland of Canada to set up shop on some amazing island somewhere to start a, a restaurant with his brother. But catcher's back. Ketra, Catcher, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling?
2: I feel amazing. It feels, I mean, to be honest, my skin looks amazing. Uh, mm. The salty air off the sea is just doing wonders. Uh, and I'm eating like a champ right now, which is the best. Mm. And I don't have to cook any of it, but I do have to do the dishes, which is sort mm. of the, the trade-off here, but it's worth it.
1: The not as fun part.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's like an industrial like kitchen. So it's a little bit easier. Well, not industrial, but you know, it's a professional cleaning environment. I have a cool dishwasher, so it's really fun.
1: Boom is also here. Boom. Hello. Hello.
3: How are ya? <laughs> <laughs> hey there.
1: Just want to say just want to make sure we weren't ignoring you as all. Well. Howdy, howdy. Uh Ketchup, what's been the best thing about um, your trip, your journey so far? The best
2: thing about the journey? Honestly, it's just been a blast doing it with Emma and the dog. They came with mm. me. Um, and I i mean, I got to spend a lot of time with my dad, which was amazing. It took us like five days to drive across the country. in um, just like, it was just cool to just see different parts of Canada. Um mm. But yeah, just getting to spend time with people has just been the best. Um, nice. Yeah, I. It's always family and friends. That's always the most important.
1: Mm. So beautiful. Yeah, Be- beautiful words from wise catcher. It's it's no wonder your skin is looking right? so radiant <laughs> these days.
0: Don't
2: zoom Meanwhile, in. Don't zoom in.
1: Boom and I have been trudging. The uh right? the streets of real life. I'm over here off camera because my areas. skin
3: is fucked up.
1: <laughs> 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 Damn city pollution. For us city dwellers, um actually I shouldn't assume. Catcher, did you watch anything this week? I actually other than I actually did. I actually Oh you did? did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Please tell us that. um
2: first I just want to say there's only one there's only one movie theater oh, on I the island.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not going to survive
1: my time there. I'll never Um, make it off the island. Is it Bad Guys,
2: the animated movie?
1: Oh, yeah, The Bad Guys,
2: yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, so uh, I was kind of mad about that because I was like, so much stuff is coming out. How am I going to watch it? But I've decided to change my tune about this, and I'm just going to spend every day off that I have, and I'm going to go see whatever's playing. doesn't matter what it is. So nice. if it's a kid's movie, if it's a romantic comedy, if it's a drama, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. And I think that's going to be healthy for my yeah. like reviewing brain and my movie watching mm. brain. So I'm very mm. excited about that. Um, but the thing that has taken over everyone's life here at the restaurant is a mm. show on the History Channel called Alone, which is... Oh, have yeah. Have you heard of this show?
1: I've seen it on Netflix.
2: Wait, is it? Wild. Wait, what? Is it the one with, like, they go into the wild and they live on their own?
1: Yes. Yeah, and it's like, there's, like, 30 people and, like, they're all, like, literally alone. And they have to survive. Yes, it, yeah.
2: they are whittled down slowly but surely. And it's basically yeah. the last one standing wins. So, yeah, it, it could be 30 days. It could be 50 days. Uh, Apparently, at one point in one season, some dude lasts 100 days. So, it's crazy. <laughs> um, So, the... Um, the first two, at least the first 2 seasons and there may be another one or two later on there's like 8 seasons or something um actually takes place on Vancouver Island which i can see from my mm. from my balcony um mm-hmm. so it's like one of the larger islands off the coast of British Columbia which is where we are so we're sort of like deep and protected by from that island from where we are um but it's literally like my backyard essentially from here so it's amazing to just see the wildlife and they have all these amazingly like drone shots. And you're like, that's what my, that's what it looks like. That's what my life looks like right now is alone. Except I live in a house. So it's, it's much better. I don't have to deal directly with bears.
3: I heard there was a bear lurking. Lions. Though.
2: Wolverines. Wolverines. Yeah. Uh, there are bears everywhere. Emma just took polar for a walk today and she found some. Yeah. Bear poop. Jen said she saw like so, one on somebody's yeah.
3: lawn or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were drive They were coming home from a rest, like lunch or something, and they saw one just like running over the hill above the like the road, and then into someone's like front yard or something. Yeah, it's real out here. It's re- it's real out here. I saw a sea lion, a sea lion, like a seal, mm. and uh, blue herons are around all the time. So it's like wildlife central over here. It's awesome.
1: How far is the closest like wildlife refuge from Toronto? You know, like, you mean, like you the Toronto Zoo. No,
3: I'm just kidding. Um, we, <laughs> I honestly like Toronto's pretty central and like embedded in more like mega city. But like if you go to the valleys and stuff, you'll see like foxes. Sometimes there's like bears lurking around, but like in the valley and rarely. Um Yeah. But, yeah,
2: three-eyed fish. Um, but like two, two and a half hours north
1: that's not, would, that's would somewhat, be like that's
2: when hard. you start getting to like more wilderness stuff.
1: Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Fun. Nice. Uh boom. Um what did you get into this week?
3: A lot and nothing at all. Um mm. okay, so last night actually, this is like totally not much to do with film, but As everybody knows, I'm a theater nerd. So yesterday marked my return to the theater Mm -hmm. Um, after the pandemic. Was it Hamilton? No. Was it this like Harry Potter thing that's happening? No. Yeah, so it wasn't any of those like high profile shows. It was a show called Celtic Illusion. um, Got my mom tickets for her birthday. It was a mix of Irish traditional dance with... some Fosse style Mm. some Michael Jackson style and then also magic um again I'm off camera so you can't see me (laughs) doing air quotes there um but that's how they sold the show like they're like (laughs) it's a night of like spectacular theater but the magic was literally just like one kind of like a prick like between like five dance numbers or like somebody singing or like playing the fiddle and almost always could easily be explained by somebody just like disappearing behind a curtain like it was not exciting (laughs) at all like there was one part where like one of the like dancers floated and that was cool uh because they put like a hula hoop around her Mm. and we're like oh like where could the wires be but other than that, I was like, this is ridiculous. But the dancing was very impressive. Like, I don't understand how people do like two hour shows like that without their legs falling off. Although the the dancers did have like extended breaks because this woman just kept on coming out and singing these like really weird Irish ballads, I guess, like kind of like Anya style, but like mm-hmm. a little bit sadder than that. Um It was, the (laughs) vibes were all over the place. Um, But it was kind of, yeah, it was nice to be back. Um, So I'm excited for like the more, the cooler stuff (laughs) to come to the city so I can go Mm. uh, start seeing some shows that way. But yeah.
1: Speaking of musicals, did you see John M. Chu announce that Wicked's going to be two movies?
3: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: I'm, I'm 100% oh my serious. God. He tweeted today saying that like they realized they couldn't do it in one so they're going to split okay, it into Okay. Uh, uh,
3: like I don't know, Ian, how do you feel about that? I'm Okay, so A stoked for two. Like I think if anybody's the man for for Wicked, it's him or the person for Wicked, it's yeah. him. But two movies? Yes. I don't know, Ian, thoughts?
1: I like it because in my hottest of hot takes, I think the second act of Wicked is the most boring thing. But that's really a compliment to the first act because it's so yeah, fucking good. Yeah, first act but is lit. if, like, I've seen it twice. The second time I fell asleep during the second act. Oh, my goodness. The So literally the next time I would go, I would leave at intermission. Like, honestly, the first act is so fucking good. It's honestly hard what to about top it. Okay, so, is, so, so, is this your likely works out in my favor?
2: Is your take then that you do, you would just watch the first movie <laughs> and, then and then not, not the have sentence? to? even I mean, maybe. bother
1: seeing the second? O- honestly, maybe that's like that's the possibility. Would I know clearly... like you lose for you lose for good and you lose as long as your mind, which are obviously two great yeah. songs. But there's a lot of stuff I really don't care about in the second also duplicate. i could because the first act is so fucking is just too perfect you like what like how can you come it back it slaps so yeah.
3: hard also i could see like john mchu having the audacity to do a hard like two-year intermission after like credits rolling <laughs> after defying gravity and just being like that's all you get right. for now um
1: I mean that's a finale that is yeah it
3: is pretty spectacular I remember the first time I saw Wicked and like that song happened and like speaking of people floating on stage I and I was alone by the way Mm. I went to go see it alone because I just like didn't have time to wait for my friends it was opening night I was like I'm going tonight and I had never seen it and yeah that musical number I almost shat myself like I was so excited yeah. it was so good like I have full body chills just thinking about it right now
1: it is hard to explain how epic the final like 30 minutes of the first act is it's just non-stop insanity so
3: good so what do you think of the casting and uh, too? Cynthia and Ariana
1: I mean I, I mean, love Cynthia wait Ariana uh,
3: Ariana is Glinda. What? Excuse you? Wait, hold. Oh Yeah. She is? <laughs> I didn't oh my know god.
1: That. I thought they had only announced Cynthia Revo. Oh Look god, at that's...
3: us breaking wicked news I... to each other today.
1: That works. That works. I like that. Um I have no strong opinions about Cynthia Revo. She does have a very good voice. She also um, looks like
3: she could just like punch you and kill you, which is yeah. a powerful yeah. thing to kind of yeah. Powerful energy. Uh, to no one else
1: off. so the, so no one else is cast a uh, Fiero. No one else. Just those two. Interesting. Ooh, interesting. we should do like okay, um yeah.
3: like a fantasy casting Fantastic. or something. Yeah. Okay, we need to stop. Sorry.
1: Uh anyway, did you watch any movies really quickly? Um,
3: well, I assume you're gonna talk about the North. Okay, Men
1: yeah. We'll just talk
3: about it. Okay. Because I watched it, but Ian, you seem like you just you've You've had an awakening,
1: uh, I'm a big Robert Eggers fan. I have loved The Witch and the Lighthouse. I think I've given them all five stars and the Northman, maybe the Witch four Point five. Uh, I think the Northman is like probably my favorite mm. of his movies. but again, this like picking kids. I think they're all like amazing. Um, I just like how they were like, I was really nervous because this is his first film. Um not on A24. So I was concerned that the studio um like was gonna like tone it down. And it was like definitely a toned down version of Robert Eggers, especially when you compare it to like, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse specifically. But I think it worked really well. Like it was it, it worked perfectly, I think. Ooh. Um the action was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh all the acting I thought was amazing, even like Nicole Kidman, she was phenomenal um just everything about it like it was cool seeing what robert eggers can do with like a major studio and like with big money um and it was like yeah i i just really really enjoyed it uh, i also saw it in like the new i didn't realize that the dolby theater right by me had been recently redone and so when i went in i was like holy shit this is like really really nice um so i will be making that my primary screening
3: oh, place okay. from
1: now on like, it was super super the nice audio yeah. was Great. um
3: Uh, The audio in that film or, like, just the sound mixing in that film in general is just unfucking believable Like, it's so immersive in a way. Like, I probably haven't experienced in a while. And I went to see Venom 2 in 40X. So that's saying a (laughs) lot.
1: (laughs) Could you imagine the Northman in 40X?
3: I don't think I would make it out alive, like... I really enjoyed myself. Like, I I thought it was a great movie, but similar to The Lighthouse, it was just like when I kind of left it, I was like, don't know if I need to do that again. Although the more kind of like Mm. discourse I'm seeing around it, it kind of makes me want to maybe like do another viewing in theaters before it leaves. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I also thought it was great. I'm a huge Eggers fan. Like what he can do with four million dollars versus like for the witch versus like what he can do with ninety million dollars is,
0: yeah,
1: incredible.
3: Wild. Like the shoot, the filming locations were beautiful.
1: Um, yeah, the sets, yeah. everything. costumes. Like, it's it was basically incredible.
3: like Nordic, yeah. Hamlet. Like, but it still yeah. works. Well, Ham
1: well Hamlet is based off of this story. Oh, like, like the play Hamlet is based off. Hamlet, which is the story of the Northmen. Okay, that makes sense funny. because
3: there were some like uh, yeah. That's another thing I was thinking as well. I'm like, I kind of want to do like a deep YouTube where I just like get all of the like Norse yeah. mythology kind of spoon fed to me before, and then go into it to another version be, or like another viewing. Because even seeing it, not knowing that much. I mean, actually, I was surprised at how much I know because so much of it is just like. Embedded in popular in, culture, yeah. um But I knew that there was like, like imagery wise, or even like the ideology, right? Were things I'm missing that I think would like probably be really enhance the viewing experience for sure.
1: The yeah, and and on that, with again, without spoiling, because I know Ketcher mm. hasn't seen it. What I really loved about the movie is that, um, it it was like super straight. It was super straightforward, mm-hmm. like. Like, to me, it was proof that, like, you can make an action, like, this is essentially an action movie. You can make an action movie and not have to be, like, all heady and have it kick ass. Like, action movies do not have to be stupid, you know? Like, um, it was super straightforward. Yeah. Like, the plot was all there. You could walk out of it being like, yeah, that was a great movie. Or you can walk out of it and be like, I just want to learn a lot about Norse, his- Norse-,
3: yeah. Norse, Norse? Norse, yeah. Like, Although- mythology and
1: stuff, which I thought was cool
3: there were parts that I thought were like really campy to the point that I, I was laughing. Sure. But then like, it was like opening <laughs> night, you know, and it's just like all the right. roles were there. So yeah. it was like literally just like me giggling. And then everybody being yeah. like, Oh, right. I was like, okay, well I just feel like this was a silly moment. It's fine. I'm like, yeah. I'm not.
1: <laughs> Which you should be able yeah. <laughs> to. The Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård's. Body is <laughs> it's just like what the hard to describe. Fuck! I the 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 part that I was laughing at is when when he has to kind of disguise who he is for yeah. a little bit. I'm like, he's not fucking getting away with shit. Look at he's look like at that guy. Seven come on.
0: feet tall.
3: I'm like, <laughs>
1: come on, fucking gigantic man, just muscles in his shoulders. I didn't know. Also, existed. his breaststroke. Like,
3: that's the energy I'm bringing yeah. to my swim race this summer. <laughs> it's <laughs> like his head is no sooner up than it is down what is it, it's just amazing it's
1: just <laughs> such, such an animal of a man he looked incredible um anyway that was mm-hmm. i cannot wait what a.
2: yeah
3: it's i, can't yeah, I hope it like comes it. to your theater <laughs> I hope yeah me too yeah
1: jesus I didn't even say this at the top of the show, but we're covering Michael Mann's Miami Vice Vice today Uh, to wrap up our exploration of catchers choice, which was deep cover, but we are here. We are at Miami vice and I have lots of thoughts. But before I hand it over to catcher, if you haven't watched uh, really quickly, Miami vice and the synopsis, what are you doing with your life?
2: is what I have to ask.
3: Yeah. What's the synopsis guys. Can you, Tell me the synopsis what Synopsis
1: according this to. <laughs> I'm going to say the synopsis according to Letterboxd. <laughs> okay. Great choice. No law, no rules, no order. Miami Vice is a future film based on the 1980s action drama TV series. The film tells the story of Vice detectives Crockett and Tubbs, played by uh, Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, and how their personal and professional lives are dangerously mm-hmm. mixed. Um, basically, Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx go undercover to figure out a drug bust because one of their informants were killed. That's the high-level plot of Miami Vice. But catcher, please take it away.
2: Well, let's get in our time machines.
3: Or just get on a super fast, what is it? A go-fast boat. That'll take us back in
2: time. That's true. true. Ian, if you could add some sound effects, that'd be great. Um, (laughs) So we will take our go-fast boat all the way back to sunday september 16th 1984 mm. which is the premiere night of miami vice which was basically a tv show invented um to basically cater to the mtv generation that was sort of becoming the big thing at that time um and it's uh produced by michael mann who as director of this film and it's a follows essentially the same plot they're uh vice police detectives uh working in miami uh and the show basically was the biggest hit ever um it cha-
1: yeah i had never seen sorry i've never seen miami vice yeah. but the name i immediately know and like the imagery like well, I, i'm aware of yeah
2: same same i i actually watched like an episode today just so i could get some flavor mm. to see um mm. and basically it is as influential on 80s culture as it was influenced by it so so much music uh there's actually like so much music in the show um that like modern music of that time which is the reason why it became a huge hit the fashion on the show uh t-shirt and like jacket cool guy 80s look is basically invented on the show um and it's a great um it's shot on location in miami and it did a really great job of incorporating like this sort of natural uh sort of the existing landscape of the area the architecture especially was a huge influence on the look of the show and michael Mann just had the biggest like the strongest control over the look um the cars the clothes the color palettes Mm -hmm. there was to be no red no brown in the show Was just it was all about Mm -hmm. style to the point where uh one of the directors a quote i've stolen from wikipedia said the show was written for an mtv audience which is more interested in images, emotions and energy than plot and character and words which mm. is uh, pretty fitting and uh segue mm. for this movie that we watched the <laughs> 2001 uh Miami Vice <laughs> which, which basically started because
1: Wait, 2001? Isn't it? Is that when this came out?
2: No. It's a segue to 2001 which is Oh, sorry, when, to segue uh, to... sorry. Sorry. It's my poorly reading off my written thing. Um Basically, Jamie Foxx is working with Michael Mann on uh, Ali. Oh, he was Ali. like one of the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, you should bring back Miami Vice. Uh, so Mann is like, hmm, okay, let me think about it. Goes back, actually s- agrees, and they sort of put something together. And they're shooting in the Caribbean, in South, Amer- South America, in Florida. They're like, they're doing all on location, just like the show um but the production of this thing is is a mess uh basically there's issues with jamie fox in terms of his pay in terms of his willingness to be act near water or on boats which is like dude it's your suggestion to do miami vice and you don't want (laughs) to near water or boats um there's three hurricanes including katrina so that was a problem Ah, uh, there was definitely some unsafe working environments, like working with uh like actual drug deal, like people in the drug world. Wait, what? Um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then finally, uh, an issue in the Dominican Republic where there's like some shot. There was like some vi- shots fired near and around where they were shooting, which freaked Jamie Fox out to, and he left, which screwed the ending. They had a different ending for the movie. Ending had to be scrapped. And they had to sort of reshoot an ending uh, like back uh, in Miami. So the movie is a mess. The whole thing becomes a mess. Um, Michael Mann sees it as sort of a missed opportunity and the film that sort of got away from him. Uh, Colin Farrell feels like, like previously stated, a little bit more style over substance. Um, specifically, pointing out that he felt like maybe the relationship between him and Jamie Foxx's character could have been better, uh-huh. um, which uh, I think we'll probably get into <laughs> in a second. Uh, but I guess, from my perspective, or sorry, my question to you guys is style over substance. Are we in agreement uh, on this? Do you think that they managed to copy <laughs> everything about the original series of Miami Vice, maybe to a fault? Uh, Did you enjoy it or did you absolutely hate it? Talk to me. Boom, please. I need boom on this.
3: Oh, my God. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, it took me a while to just, like, really understand what was happening. I Mm -hmm. think that this movie just takes off at a very interesting place. Like, I kind of told you guys. I was like, it just... Starts and doesn't stop, but it also feels like it never starts. Um, <laughs> like, the opening scene is cool, stylish. I, I I would say so. Like, the music's cool. It looks good. Um, but it also feels like we, we are being dropped into, like, the middle of a plot. So, like, this... what What's happening at the <laughs> beginning of the film is something that would be happening, like, in the ramp up to the climax of a film. And then... Just like all this other stuff happens, Um, but I found myself kind of falling for some of the style choices for sure. But I think they were isolated moments, uh, which we can get more into. But overall, I thought it was pretty sloppy and confusing. Um, But it's not like I didn't have like a decent time. Decent decent time
1: i watched this movie two and a half times <laughs> and i still am not sure what the what plot, the plot of this movie is <laughs> like o- like honestly i i'm actually unsure what it is other than like i mean i guess i guess yeah someone dies on their team and like they want to go back but there are so Colin many
3: farrell is dealt a hand plot at eleven forty-seven bet. o'clock. In <laughs> yeah, and he deals with There's it. Like, That's the plot. I don't get it. Like what? What's not? What's there not to understand?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not really sure what the movie's about. And I I watched the first one, and I watched the first time, and then we had to we had to delay because I like got sick, and then I was like I'm gonna watch it again, and then I got through halfway, and then my rental expired, <laughs> and then I had to rent it again to watch it. And yeah, I just I'm unsure, and and the thing is, I mean I'm gonna anger 30 something white dudes all over the world off. for saying this. I off. mean I I don't think Michael Mann's like really my guy. Mm-hmm. I get he has movies that people love. I've never like really like Collateral. I like a lot, but that could just be because it's um Tom's in mm-hmm. it. But like Ali eh, Heat, fucking eight and a half hour heist movie. No one needs that uh <laughs> public enemies i think i watched like 20 minutes of it and turned it off like he's just not like my guy um and watching this i like was actually like perplexed because i'm like this guy basically only writes like heist or action movies but the script of this movie seems like it was written by someone who has never even looked at anything like what any actual dialogue would happen in any of these scenarios, <laughs> which I think like made me enjoy it a little bit more because like the second time around I was like, all right, this is like a little camp. I don't think it was on purpose because nothing Michael Mann does. I disagree. But even touches camp, but okay. Okay. So you disagree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm in a weird place with it. Like I didn't dislike it per se. There like I'm with boom. Like there are parts I really like. There was like a lot of ridiculousness. <laughs> I like. like, um, Colin Farrell's multiple sex scenes were like pretty hilarious oh to my me. God. Yeah. Uh Jamie Foxx's fucking body when he walks in that shower. Oh like, my god. Are you kidding me? His his pelvis muscles? Are you serious? Yeah, we have
2: to do like a, a sex scene rating for this, like these <laughs> movies, because every one of them has had one. And I think we need to maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe do a ranking of some kind. Right. At the end, we'll
0: see. Uh
1: yeah. There's just like a lot in this movie that I just didn't get. Uh and I went in with an open heart. I a lot of our friends really enjoyed this movie, but I it just never really clicked for me. Um, but Catcher, obviously, parts clicked for you. Please, yeah.
2: I mean, I have to say, it, it it's a mess. It's a bit of a mess. Like I, I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't disagree with that. Um, I do have to say, the little, and I mean little, bit of research that I did for this movie really does sort of explain a lot of that it does the ending it does. is
1: the ending in particular In particular
2: is it is like a total messy disaster
1: i thought my internet died because <laughs> he just walks into a hospital <laughs> <laughs> that's it nah. and you don't even know who is dead, like, dead who's alive i mean right. yeah you don't know which hospital he's going you assume it's his it's what's his fox's wife he's joined, he was like yeah in a coma but i don't yeah it's so weird yeah like literally she she the the asian girl like leaves which i guess is fine like i guess that makes yeah. sense right. but you know it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. so weird
2: um and i i think too the situation with jamie foxx is weird because this is supposed yeah. to be a team sh- movie you know but he yeah. just he f- it feels like he falls to the wayside a bit and i think there must again his disinterest in being near water yeah <laughs> and your boat must have <laughs> yeah. been the situation where they're like reworking what like Right. Parts of the movie reworking, you know, the the structure yeah. of it as it are, as it's being made. So in that way, it's like it can sort of explain the jankiness of it. That being said, some of the jank I absolutely love, like um the opening scene, like like Boom yeah, was the saying, it was great. It's, it, you, it just it's like the ending of a previous episode of the show. Like that's the vibe of it, where it's like, okay, these mm. guys are cops, mm. they're mm. on mm. missions. Yeah. This yeah, is, yeah. The movie we're about to watch is just the next mission. So the idea that they give you a taste of, like, the previous mission works perfectly in the idea of, like, this is based off a TV show. Mm -hmm. like This is serialized storytelling, you know? And so the first time I watched it, I was like, where where are we? Where is this? What's happening? And then I started (laughs) rewatching it this morning, and then I loved it. I was like, this is great. Like, this is, it's everything, the music, the music. You don't know what's going on. You're left to sort sort of put it together yourself. Um, but you sort of get it, and then, but but perfectly described as Boom said, like it never. What was it? Like it never stops, but it never. It's it's nonstop, but it never starts. Like it's <laughs> that's ex- that, that's ex- no thing better could be written about this movie than that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. because it's like the transition to this next storyline is like he just walks through. It, he gets a phone call, and then all of a sudden we're now in this new storyline. Um, right but like Colin Farrell is this I can't explain how good he is in this in that (laughs) he knows what's happening like this is like the original series was supposed to be serious and stylish but it wasn't taking itself super serious there was a bit of uh, jokiness to it there was a bit of camp i hate using that word cuz i'm not sure i'm ever using it correctly um but just just him in the speedboat headed to cuba with whoever that woman is Love that like part. the drug dealer's like assistant is <laughs> the greatest loves that. One, one of the greatest things so ever committed to film ever <laughs> like the tone that song that moby song
0: mm-hmm.
2: amazing yeah. Like, his hair in the wind, brilliant. Like, what do you do? You have a fast, fast action. Action movies are all about fast cars. How do you up the ante on fast cars? You get fast boats. Go That's fast what you do. Boats. You know, go fast boats is the way to go. Um, And, and so in, this to me was like that breathtaking. Scene, I loved it.
1: That scene is just so ridiculous because yes. I, I forget what he says particular. He's like you, like, you like boats? And she's like, yeah, like, I'm a woman. I can take care of myself. And then for some reason, he feels the need to, like, put on seat her seatbelt. Seat right. Yes. And that's, like, that's like the moment they're realizing, like, we're going to fuck the second we're off this goddamn boat.
2: Yeah, but, like, let's not forget how they get there, which is they're two undercover cops who are trying to basically find their way into a drug ring, um, yeah. as, pretending to be, like, runners, drug runners, boat runners and loads load, load runners, load runners thank you. You. I would love say loads. so love loads.
1: big loads I had to look up the screenplay they say the word load 53 <laughs> times this, mo- this movie is 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 uh, loaded. Is 120 minutes long it's loaded that's, that's almost that's that's the word load almost like every two minutes that's, incredible. that's
2: a lot oh my god okay great that's good to know actually that's a good statistic um, maybe I should change the art I'll just put load and then just leave it um, <laughs> but like they're trying to like set themselves up and she works for you know the head honcho drug dealer guy and they're Mm -hmm. just like giving each other vibes in the middle of like a super serious meeting that they need to really like this needs to be done effectively they need to do their job properly and he's spending half the time just like hitting on this girl with his eyes and then they both just leave like he leaves jamie fox like on an island or some area wherever they are and he just leaves on a boat and just leaves his partner there so that he can go like have sex with this woman for like four, four days or something. And it's like, <laughs> what is this even about? And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. How does it feel? And, and it then feels he comes amazing.
1: back and Jamie Foxx even has a line. He's like, is it all settled? And he's like, I think it is. It's like they he still don't even right, know right, right. what happened when they came <laughs> it,
2: back. None of the, the mission was completely <laughs> unimportant. Like, uh, it's so great. I love that.
1: Um, My yeah, favorite piece of dialogue. There's a lot of. Hilarious dialogue in here which again I'm not convinced was on purpose Okay uh, The scene where Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell meet um, Jose Yero for the first time
3: Oh my god
1: Just this whole sequence so is hilarious funny. First of all they're dropped off in like Cuba or whatever uh, uh, Colin Farrell's like Why do I feel like people have known we've been coming For 15 miles and then Jamie Foxx Goes because they know we've we've been coming For 15 miles <laughs> perfect uh and then they go into this meeting i'm actually not even really sure who has the upper hand in this meeting because jamie fox and uh it's two versus like 10 essentially but they have this hilarious piece of dialogue where uh jose Yero goes who are you guys like who knows you and crockett goes my mommy and daddy know me <laughs> hilarious perfect so good a second favorite part things are getting tense. They're asking if they're wearing wires. And uh, is, is Tubbs Jamie Foxx? Yeah, right. Yep. Jamie Foxx goes, People are going to walk in this place and say, Hola, hijo. That's some crazy wallpaper. We you oh wild? Is that a Jackson Pollock? <laughs> 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 is that a Jackson Pollock? And then what's his name? Colin Farrell goes, No, viejo. That was Jose Yero, splattered all over his motherfucking wall. Oh, my Amazing. God. So like, great. You're incredible. You're forgetting
2: the, the best line of that whole sequence. Which what? Which, which is, which what? I don't like how he looks. And then <laughs> like, referring to Sonny, Colin Farrell's character. And then Jenny Fox turned to him and he's like, what, are you going to fuck him? And he's like, then it doesn't matter, essentially. And I was just like, wow, what is this? This is amazing. Like, I know what you mean, Ian, in terms of like, I, I can see how you could take it not, like, not ser- Like, it's not campy. Like, it's just a failed seriousness.
1: But I, think I, that's I don't what it think is.
2: so, man. It's just there's no there's no but, way you give Colin Farrell that hair and that facial like the the facial hair, long uh, mullet, and you and you don't know what's happening. The, thi- the no thing way.
1: is, you look at Michael Mann's filmography, sure. and everything says he did not think this was a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get what you mean.
1: So I I need him, like on record, yeah record saying sure. yeah this was like supposed to be a little silly okay because everything his next movie was public enemies that like weird gangster noir movie mm. with uh johnny Depp. johnny Depp, right, yeah. you know and christian bale like a silly man doesn't make that movie <laughs> a silly man you know
2: <laughs> a silly michael man
1: yeah anyway uh boom talk to us about this movie what what else was your experience My favorite like?
2: scenes or whatever yeah.
3: My favorite, well, I did enjoy the part where they go off to Cuba together and dance. Um, (laughs) That was hot. And also, (laughs) so it was pretty random, um, like (laughs) in conjunction with the story itself. But I was like, oh, this is like a language I can speak. So, yeah, let's do Mm. this for 10 minutes. Um, So that was fun. I like some of the music choices. Like, I thought some of the music was really good.
1: So what the hell are you waiting Sing for?
3: Sing The opening. Right? Yes. Yeah. Also, I think, like, some yeah. of the style choices truly were, like, interesting. Because even though I didn't really know what was going on, I found the script to be super robotic. Um, the chemistry between Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell... Seemed like it could have been there, but, like, I don't think they looked each other in the eyes the entire film. What's funny, um, sorry,
1: not to interrupt, is, again, just, like, Catcher saying, like, I didn't know any of this, like, drama. Like, all of that makes the movie, gives a complete context. I agree with you, Boom. Like, there was zero chemistry, I think, between Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell. And I imagine it's because Colin Farrell was like, what the fuck? like, dude, you asked for this movie and you're not doing boat scenes?
3: I know, it's weird. (laughs) Also, it's kind of funny what Catcher was saying about, like, the reasons why Jamie Foxx was kind of being a diva, which seems not to kind of, like, break down the psychology of Jamie Foxx, but seems like some weird fears around, like, dying uh, since he was like, I don't want to be (laughs) around Mm. water, maybe he can't swim, and then gunshots, but also it's like, film is danger, Jamie, just, like, deal with it.
1: Um... (laughs) Film. They, film is danger. Film is danger. That's the new quote. Jamie, you're electric. I know, right? Yeah, you like, don't, like, excuse you don't care me. About danger. Come on. But
3: also, um, <laughs> like, off screen, because I watched some of their interviews, I thought I would, like, watch some interviews to see if I could figure out through, like, the people involved with the film, like, what the heck it was about. But honestly, it was... So interesting because this is like the early 2000s. And so this is Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, like peak of their heartthrob careers. So the interviews had nothing to do with anything (laughs) besides like them being hot
1: and them being being on screen
3: together. Like probably not a single question about like the film or anything like (laughs) I was like okay well I guess nothing made sense in 2006 but there were certain parts that I really liked and even though I couldn't didn't find like the story or the script was giving me much there were some stylistic moments where you kind of do get like swept up in emotion with the with Mm. um the characters in the way certain things are shot which I thought were really cool like right before dude jumps in front of the truck that like weird pan like yeah. over like yeah. the shoulders of like colin farrell and jamie fox was interesting or like colin farrell just getting lost like looking in into the clouds like while they're interrogating an informant The <laughs> fuck there's
1: michael Mann. also he did a couple things in this movie were like he just changed camera styles like out of nowhere right? for some reason like at the end scene when they have Jamie Foxx's wife like held captive they go to like the they go to like the security camera angle a couple times with like for no reason which i thought was kind of funny but like after that in like the shootout they he does do the cool like handheld shots mm-hmm. where like the blood splatters the camera and i'm like you should have just done that more but maybe it's cuz like there's not that many that's yeah. like the only like real action scene in the whole movie right like at the end and the beginning also so the, the shoot photography f- sorry
2: no no go ahead go ahead
3: the shootout was super drawn out as well i thought like it looked cool but then i i kind of lost interest pretty quickly but um and then it just got weird because then there's like this these weird layered things layered into it like with um what's her name bailing is that her she was she was in geisha um like with her character and just like there's so much going on also i thought justin thoreau was like five different people
1: I, and i was like why is he- i didn't even realize it was him until the second viewing because i like decided to look i mean i was like i think that's him but i just never looked it up yeah. and then afterwards like i watched it again i looked it up again
2: okay no so just to go back with res- regard to style and the cinematography absolutely loved it mm. absolutely loved it The way it's like mostly handheld, I think, for most of the movie for most of it. And I love the way it just makes like it's a little bit stylish. I think that it was like digital video was like uh, one of the like, I'm not first, but it was like shot on digital video and they didn't hide it, which ages it in a way that is very interesting. Um, But I love the way it just feels like you're in the mix, like always. It's just you are one of the people in the movie.
3: You're uh, just the around.
2: Yeah, ex- uh, it, honestly, yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> You're yeah, just kind exactly. of around.
3: Yeah, exactly. You're just
2: around. Yeah, you don't have to say much or do anything. You yeah. just have to be present. Um and I just love that about it. Like uh, again, just vibes. This is, movie is all vibes. Definitely
3: vibing. It
2: is- um, it and I love that. Um, I, I am a fan of vibes. And I think that that shootout is a me- is definitely a mess. And I think is the sort of the the ending that they sort of had to slap together when
1: it felt like there was supposed to be one more.
2: Yeah. Or something else or something bigger. Like it was just very like, what is happening here?
1: Like because I I kind of got the sense that like, again, before you told me that there was like a whole bunch of shenanigans of filming it like. To me, the final shootout felt like man just really wanted to be like, no, this is going to be like really realistic Mm. because it felt like a realistic shootout. It didn't feel like a fun heist or action movie shootout. Does that Mm -hmm, make sense? mm -hmm. Like they were all just kind of like ducking, covering and firing, which I imagine is much more realistic than like people fucking throwing grenades and blowing up cards and all sort of stuff, you know? Uh For um, those
3: who have been in shootouts, I'm sure they would agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In all of my in all in all of my experience, that's how I. That's <laughs> what I. Yeah. Oh my god! I would be a nightmare yeah. in a shootout.
3: Like, oh, just <laughs> use me as a shield. Honestly, like,
1: um, um, there's some other things. Like, because it sounds like I really hated it, and I didn't. Yeah, like I it think I just. F- didn't I agree. I like understand it. You know. Wait, can we do an activity?
3: So I agree with you, Ian. Like. Yes. I had fun with it. Like, I would watch this film again. I, like, I, you know what I mean? But, like, maybe if it was on TV. But (laughs) can you guys tell me the plot of this film in your own words? Like, I know we've said a few times that, like, we don't know. But I think I might have gotten it. I can do it. Okay, you go.
2: go. You try first, and then I'll go after you.
3: Okay, so I think... (laughs) So uh, the white supremacists, because we forgot about them. They were mm-hmm. they were for- a big deal. And then they went away and then they came back.
1: I forgot they were a part of the main yeah. plot. Like they just were not in two thirds of the movie.
3: Yeah, they just were. <laughs> they weren't. But they're the yeah. real <laughs> scary ones. And I think they were at war with like the Jose guy and the other people. And they were just like fucking with each other's drug, drug, ju- drug stuff. And I think like the, loads. their loads, they were, f-
1: do not touch another man. They were load. fucking with
3: each other's loads <laughs> because, and then I think Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, like somehow stole one of their loads and hit it. But then we're like, Oh, we found it again. And then they're like, Oh my God, we found it again. Yay. Um, when they were like flying the planes, which was also like really funny. Cause I was like, oh, we're just out here, like doing everything. <laughs> like we can ride boats, we can ride planes or we can just do it all. Um, and then I think that the, the main drug, the Spanish drug guys got pissed because Colin Farrell was like sleeping with his wife, but then the white supremacists tried to steal back the drugs and then but then they <laughs> stole a whole woman and then and they tried to save her. And then all the white supremacists died. But then they had to fight the Spanish drug lords um, and then some people got shot. So I think that's the that was the story.
1: <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's perfect. Thank you. That seems right. Yeah. <laughs> and OK, so they so uh, Jose Yero. The, 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 yeah. Ian, uh, what did
3: you think the plot was?
1: Latino drug lords. Do they ever find out Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx are cops?
3: No. Mm. Although,
1: because I know Gong Lee finds out, Gong Lee finds out, but that's separate, right? Yeah. And
3: I actually, I loved loved when she found out. That was (laughs) fucking amazing.
2: It's a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's the, the plot itself is a mess. Like, there's a lot of like moving parts. So, but, at the same time, it's like nothing is, nothing's nothing music. is, giving. it starts, it never stops, but you never start. Whatever you said, boom, just keep saying that. That's really the only thing that you yeah. really need to Can't say. Get Michael
3: Mann on I the mean, phone. I have something to
0: tell him.
1: Yeah. This conversation makes me realize, like, I complain so much about, especially action movies <clears throat> that are just like cookie cutter, kind of the same thing over and over again. Maybe there needs to be some cookie cutterness to it <laughs> to enjoy it. Yeah. Because again, like if you're going to do a like sting vice plotline, shouldn't the villain find out that they are in fact stinging them at some oh, point? Yeah. Like that seems to be a very important part of like moving the story along. And again, this all could have happened. The problem with know. that is in they're the cops. Ending, but-
2: so if they find out who they are, then their whole cover in the in the Vice world is blown. So they can't end the movie knowing that they're cops. Otherwise, yeah. how does the That's second true. episode? Okay, but
3: then in the first happen. scene, when the guy is like the the informant or the guy who gets committing suicide, like
1: yeah, John, Hawk. yeah
3: and the white supremacists are at his house because they've killed his entire family and there's pictures (laughs) in his home of like jamie fox and jamie fox calls his home while the white supremacist is like raiding the fridge after the murders because like what else would drive an appetite up none other than murdering an entire family and Mm. so like I feel like they were being sloppy from Jump, but still somehow nobody found out who they were. Because I was like, he's maybe literally they... in photographs in this person's home and he just killed his <laughs> whole family.
2: Maybe they do know then. Maybe. And that's because I think maybe the, the drug lord has a suspicion that it's them or not the drug lord, but the guy underneath him. Yeah. Um has a suspicion and then maybe he teams up with them and then they find out who they are. That could be it.
3: Actually. Yeah. And then there's also that weird stuff with like the everybody kind of being obsessed with Isabella and then like you know, sword fighting over that. So who knows mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Yeah. what the you know, what happened, but something did something happened. <laughs>
1: Something, oh, did man. <laughs> Something did happen.
2: I Something just, did happen. I just have one more thing to say. One more Please. thing. Which Please. is the James Bond franchise. Left field, I know. Um, but they're in a little bit of a situation right now. Because they've mm-hmm. just been doing dark, gritty uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond for like 10 years or whatever it's been. And they need a new mm-hmm. direction. And I have to tell mm-hmm. you, this is the tone they need to hit this is the tone. Confusion? Like, you, you know, they, they would do serious ones. And then they, you know, they have like goofy James Bonds in the past, you know, so some of them are mm-hmm. serious and they get a little goofy and whatever. They need to transition next to goofy. And this is the tone. This is the tone mm-hmm. they have to hit. It's like, it's not too serious. You know, it's a little campy, but it's still violent. Mm-hmm. It's still exciting. I mean, obviously the plot would need some work, but you know, like I think this is the tone. This is the direction. And if it is anything like this, I will, I will buy thirty tickets. Like, I'm in.
1: Catcher, asking the James Bond franchise right? to head in the direction of 2006's Mammy Vice. Right? You heard it here first.
2: The Broccoli's Jeff Bezos. You know what to do.
3: do you have two things: <laughs> hire a person of color and
1: be stupid. er.
2: <laughs> stupider, stupider, <laughs> stupider than last time.
1: Let's get to our categories. If you're listening for the first time, I apologize that this is the first episode you're listening to. Yeah, this one is of a great. We're it. the three of us We're are, rel- it. are relatively confused as to what the plot of this movie is, but that's fine. We had a good time.
3: Joke's on you. I never know what any movie's about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, let's see. Number one, we'll talk about our Criterion moment, which is the senior sequence in which we think this would be entered into the, into the criterion collection since this is not, and this is an exploration of deep cover, which is in the criterion collection. Uh, and then second, since this is uh, again about deep cover, we'll talk about how Miami vice re- relates into deep cover. And then we'll wrap up the conversation just by talking about our overall journey, exploration of deep cover. Cause I think it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Who wants to go, go first me, for... Cri- catcher catchers first for Criterion. Yes, moment.
2: please. It's the bo- it, It's the fast, bo- fast go boat. Go fast. Colin Farrell. <laughs>
1: go fast boat. Go
2: fast boat. Colin Farrell and uh, get Gabriella? What did we decide? Or, was Isabella. It? Isabella. Isabella. Sonny and Isabella on the boat anytime they're in a boat together, but specifically like them sort of like looking at each other during the drug deal situation and then him just wooing her into his boat and leaving Jamie Foxx behind... The, like Moby, uh, Patti Labelle song that goes over that is the highlight mm. of the movie. Um, and the tone mm. is pitch perfect. Mm. Amazing.
1: Boom.
3: My criterion moment, um, is probably when Isabella realizes that Colin Farrell is a cop in the middle of yes. the shootout because his yes. sloppy floppy badge
1: badge flops
3: out <laughs> um and it's so fucking dramatic and also like during this movie i kind of halfway through kind of where catcher's criteria moment starts i decided that like this is what i'm gonna choose this movie is about so i was like in it for the love story that's it yes. and uh yeah the just like the whole, like that moment when she figures it out, and then everything that happens after is just like hilarious. But I love it. It's like such an over-the-top, like romantic, like can't be together but like want to like love each other kind of story. <laughs> it's so funny. Lu-
2: luck is like luck. Like luck is like time. It runs out or <laughs> some yeah. line and like that. Out, and
1: and we've run out of time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, it's excellent.
1: You know Michael Mann See that's what I'm talking about You know Michael Mann wrote that And like leaned back in his chair And was like Fuck yeah You know (laughs) That's what what I'm talking about Uh, Let's see My Criterion moment Was Probably going to be The boat scene
2: That's why I went first Because I couldn't tell you Another scene in this movie To be honest with you
1: (laughs) Uh, The second one I guess Which I think Probably because I was most invested Is when Jamie Foxx goes to recover his wife who some they somehow find out who his wife was i guess maybe because the white supremacists knew either way they kidnap his wife uh he breaks in that whole sequence to get his wife back was pretty. yeah cool. i agree actually um, there's a lot of really good action-y type dialogue where the woman's like you're not gonna pull that trick you're not gonna hit the detonator because i'm gonna shoot you with this bullet going a hundred miles an hour and it's going to hit your medulla right. and you're not going to be able to she move. was funny. And then you see Jamie Fox full on like shank a guy. Uh, a lot of good stuff happens good in that, good in tension, that yeah. sequence. Agreed. So th- that, that will be my, oh take. my gosh. Um, a second category, bringing this back to deep cover, which was again, catcher's pick, uh, to start off this journey, exploration. Uh, The other films, Deep Cover and the other films we have selected definitely talks more, uh, actually not even talks more, definitely speaks to the black experience period. Um, What's kind of funny, like this movie features actually quite a bit of people of color, like almost like most of the cast is actually not white. Um, but that's also not a plot of the movie at all, which I was, which is good and I but I think interesting. Like I feel like they could have danced with that a little bit. But you know, I don't really expect Michael Mann to dance in that ever. Uh, the man behind Last of the Mohicans casting Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a it's about undercover stuff. There is like, but like the undercover doesn't really. Yeah, There's no, like, tension of being undercover, I guess. Um, So on paper, I can see why catcher selection went here. I think on paper, I will defend catcher selection of Miami Vice 100%. Reading it, just seeing what the plot's about, who's in it, bravo and you, catcher. Thank you. However, after watching, I don't think it hits the mark, especially because, like I said, we went off. We had a pretty stellar, like, run for this Mm -hmm. one, you know? So... But again, if we were talking about Miami Vice in context of, like, face-off, you know, hell yeah. Like, I think we can dive into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That being said, in relation to that, doesn't hit the mark for me. Boom.
3: Um, honestly, like, thematically, in terms of, like, the deeper things going on, not so much. But I would say... W- and aspiration of this film is kind of like showing the like deep cover they go into and it's like oh where does like this profession end and like their kind of lives or whatever like the undercover part like where does that begin or like how does it stay separated which I think is like something that we see quite a bit in um deep cover but just a little bit more fully realized there And then also, like, the style, I would say, isn't, uh, like, obviously the style in Deep Cover and this film are different. But I think based on what the films are and how they are kind of, they both present differently than you would see, like, a film Mm. of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, genre. So I think, like, they're that way they kind of, like, meet each other in, in a similar, like universe if that makes sense so i think it was and also just like in for the sake of exploring exploring um like a really good pick right because it's like yeah Mm -hmm. we had some like ones that were just obvious shoe ins for like the themes or just like black cinema but also considering miami vice is a hollywood film um as was deep cover i believe i think they're really interesting because even though like this film Miami Vice got like the Hollywood treatment, it's like really strange kind of like abstract vibe to it. And I think that deep cover just the same like dared to be different. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it's interesting to look at it from that perspective as well.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I picked this movie with the hopes that it would sort of explore the undercoverness um and like another aspect of that um and it definitely does not do that. i mean it does uh, as you've sort of both alluded to the i just the the plot is just such a mess so it doesn't really matter like the specifics of what's happening but i think with regards to like what boom said for me this is a tonal matchup made in heaven like this Colin Farrell's mustache and hair is essentially the shoulder pads of Jeff, Goldblum. uh, Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> jacket at the end. You know, like everything is a little bit heightened. Everything's a little bit more stylized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, And to me, that was the most surprising. Like, oh, they do match, but not in the way that I was sort of anticipating. And I really appreciated that about it. And I think as an exploration overall, it's a perfect dessert. Like, we start the situation, we start the exploration with deep cover. Um, it's fun. It ex- it's exciting. We have all this stuff. And then we get into the sort of like the heavy stuff with Boys in the Hood and set it off where we're dealing with a lot of really intense, serious discussion and themes, which I love. Um, but sometimes you go to the movies not for that. And I think this is like a perfect like dessert movie where it's like this is just fun and crazy mm-hmm. and wacky and w- off the wall and whatever. And don't think about it too much. Just try and enjoy yourself a bit. So I think in that way it's like a, a great capper for, for what we've just mm-hmm. gone through, but definitely definitely not as insightful or <laughs> uh thematically in, important as say some of the other films we watched. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, I think I'll I would enjoy it more on another watch. The issue is like, well, I, I've rented it twice. Now. Boys,
0: right?
2: Yeah. There is a director's oh. cut, which I would be interested to see, but yeah. we're obviously not going to get that ending. So I'd be interested to see sort of like how they make adjustments to they it if could it gets have, any yeah, better. Yeah,
1: maybe it's worth going back. to That who knows? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So since we wrapped up deep cover, any final thoughts on, um, our exploration of it? Overall, for me, I just thought awesome movies. Like great choices. We we had some really killer movies to go through and discuss this month um, yeah. or whatever quote-unquote month <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i mean it, it was good i like that like we inadvertently kind of went into like black cinema um you know based on that first movie um and as far as like air like period like period pieces even though like it was the 90s but they are absolutely period yeah. pieces um, and I think even Miami Vice kind of falls into its own period mm-hmm. piece, like early two thousands. You know, mid mid early two thousands mm-hmm. yeah, action movies are definitely a period specific, of time yeah. movies. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think there, it was really fun to go through all these.
2: Agreed. Yeah.
1: Um. Anyone else?
0: Yeah,
1: I well I said, have I had a great
3: month. Yeah, like we got to cover some of honestly my favorites so that was super exciting um and just like fun discussions and you know just revisiting some classics and then watching things like I don't think I ever would have watched Miami Vice and I'm honestly happy that I did so because it especially when we talk about like the early 2000s is so interesting that this film was made in 2006 so um like besides the the like the digital stuff, but yeah, loved it. Had a blast.
1: We don't have any emails this week, but if you have any thoughts uh, or have any defense, I know a lot of our friends and listeners quite enjoyed this yeah, movie. Yeah, this is like a if you have any thoughts, pretty high rated film. Yeah, send us uh, your thoughts at sinonautspod at gmail uh, Boom. Was there any tea with boom this week?
3: Yeah, I asked because we've done deep cover and then we did Miami Vice. And I asked everybody what their favorite undercover movie is. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we got some good answers. Uh, Bridget Lee said Argo. So I haven't seen that. Mm. But is that like that's about a Canadian journalist, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like uh, the. Yeah.
3: I remember it was like a lot like a big deal when it came out. Uh, But I can't really quite remember what it was about uh sam samantha Dodorico said the departed catcher timed in and said 21 jump street which i think my mom would agree is her favorite uh undercover movie
1: movie.
2: absolute classic
3: it's so much fun uh joanna man somebody wrote which is honestly like i have a very funny story around joanna man and i think like it's hilarious but that my i had i'm not going to tell the story but basically there's never mind um (laughs) if you guys
1: if you guys this is podcasting this is podcasting
3: listen if you guys want to know the story of joanna man uh you can message me i'll tell you about it but maybe we'll leave it off the books otherwise (laughs) um okay james stanfield said judas and the black messiah mikey p said donnie brasco Mm. Um, T.S. Tover mm. 2012 said Point Break Which I actually mm. had no clue was an undercover movie And then I looked at the poster uh, closer and I was like, oh
1: I almost chose Point Break Ooh. for this? this And then I went with Boys in the Hood Oh my yeah. gosh uh, God, Point Break, that movie is so fucking good We will definitely cover I've that never seen it. Neither of you have seen it? No. Uh, Okay.
2: Maybe we'll do like a Catherine Bigelow thing because that would be amazing.
1: Oh, God. It seriously rocks so fucking hard.
2: I
3: need to watch. I've never seen it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Um, It's so good. Matt H. said Hard Boiled. And I think that's it. That's all we got. I said uh, White Chicks, which in my eyes is a perfect 1010 movie. And I have (laughs) said and will say it before. White chicks is my little women. So take that, Greta. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Beautiful. Uh, if you want to get in the tea with Boom, follow us Cynonauts, at Cynonauts on Instagram. Um, all right. So the time has come. Oh my gosh. We've, as Cynonauts, we have gone through the world of deep cover. We took a quick stop at The Amazing Spider Man 2, as one does. But now it's Boom's turn to select the movie oh that gosh. will guide us over the next couple of weeks.
3: I was super stressed because I was like, oh, there's so many to choose from. And you always want to like feel like you're making the right decision. But then I landed on this one because for a few mm. reasons. So, A, this is like a part of the world that we haven't really explored yet. Um, So Ooh. I'd be interested to kind of like see some film coming out of there and this is one of the greats apparently and I've never seen one of their films before um I don't know if this would be like the place that you would start like I know he's done a trilogy um and there's like a few other ones that are a little bit more popular but this one's in the Criterion um and it really caught my eye it's a little bit seems like a little bit more of a character study deep dive which I'm excited because I think we always do really well with like really mm-hmm. um character driven
0: yeah.
3: films so i have chosen 1996 um directed by i hope i'm saying this correctly uh Satyajit Ray The
1: Hero Oh nice i have never seen Yay. this uh but i have heard this is amazing mm-hmm. Nice yeah Sat- Satyajit Satyajit Ray, Ray. I think? It's basically... You mean 1966, right? Did I say
3: 1966?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you said 96. It is 66. Yeah, it is
3: 66. It's a way way back playback in black and white. And it's about an actor um, who I think is on a train. I'll just read the the letterbox. Um, A matinee idol is going by train to collect an acting award. On the train, he is confronted by a journalist who somewhat unwillingly starts to take his interview. RM, won over by Aditi's naivete, starts to disclose his past, his fears, and his secrets. Mm. So
1: Very cool. Yeah. yeah, we've never done an Indian film. Oh, we okay. have
3: not, yes. And um, it's on the Criterion channel as well. So,
1: And it's on HBO and Max it's on down HBO here in Max. the States. Okay. So probably crave it. for you all. Very cool. Yeah, I've uh, never seen this. I've never seen uh, Satyajit Ray, but I know. Um, yeah, it'll be the first the for trilogy, me as yeah. well. Yeah, Panther Pachali, Apar Sansar, and Aparajito are like the big three of his. Yeah. Um, which I believe you were referring to. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. this
3: is great. Nice choice. Thank you. All right. I'm already dreading the, like, research, uh, like, essay for it, but whatever,
0: yeah, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you all for listening to Catcher. It was good to have you back.
2: So happy to be back, guys. I gotta be honest. Listening to the last week's episode, it w- was a blast. Aww. So, I'll try not to miss too many more, but I won't, maybe not promise to not miss more.
0: So I can hear you guys. <laughs> uh,
1: well... Please keep us updated on your... Uh, I don't know why I say that because I know you're going to yeah. keep us updated. But
3: He's living on an island. you never know, you know?
1: It's it's watch out With for bears, please. <laughs> I'm terrified every day. Uh, boom. Pleasure as always, mm-hmm. of course. Everyone, thank you for listening and we will see you all next week. Bye,
2: everyone. Thank Bye. you.